Hey, Vanessa, before we get going, let's just do a little practice real quick. Why? I want to hear you say, I'm a little teacup, hear me roar. No. See me pour. No. Watch me hip hop, hip hop, hippopotamus. You know I don't like it when you put random words into songs. Why? Because I'm more creative than you are? No, because that's not how they go. Well, it could. No. My version. No. That's the way I hear it. No. Well, sometimes the way I hear it or see it is better than real life. No, you just don't listen to the song. Sure I do. No. I sang you a song in our, what would that be called? Not promotion. Proposal that you had never listened to the words before and were quite touched. And on that note. Actually had listened to that song before and you still got them wrong because you messed up the second verse, but it was cute. You figured it out. Yeah, I made up my own words. This was the point. And on that note, let's get into the show. Welcome to Fireproof Your Finances, a show with 30 minutes of real questions, real concepts, and real answers. Your hosts are Michael and Vanessa Markey, a husband and wife duel with a playful on-air dynamic and common sense approach toward teaching listeners how to take control of their finances. Michael is the numbers and strategies guy who is passionate about solving financial issues. The standard deviation. I mean, I'm talking about standard deviation as well, but they talk about the, the beta, the alpha, the standard deviation of the particular uh, mutual fund allocation that we're looking at. Vanessa is the down-to-earth voice of reason, pulling his reins in. Okay, but your $5,000 couch isn't going to turn around and pay for something if you have a catastrophic event. This philosophy has led Michael and his firm, Legacy Financial Network, to receive national recognition from being named one of the 10 most innovative agencies in the country by AM Best, to being deemed a local celebrity from Insurance Newsnet Magazine and a hero to the insurance industry from Life Health Pro. He has even been given the Moving America Forward Award from William Shatner. And now, here are your hosts, Michael and Vanessa Markey. Welcome back, everyone, to Fireproof Your Finances. I am your host, Michael Markey, with me, as she is always, somewhat awake yet, Vanessa Markey. Hi, everyone, and not so much awake right now. Not enjoying life. No, school started today. But that should be a good thing. Not when you're alarm has to go off a half an hour before it normally does. Hmm. I didn't anticipate this, but let's talk about this further because there's a lot of parents going through this right now. And one understands in, you know, in the relationship, maybe one understands what's going on, whereas the other gets it, but doesn't feel it. Right. So walk us through this. Why would this be a big deal? It sounds to me like it'd be a good thing because the kids are to school. They're out of your hair. No, they don't. They already go to daycare. Mm hmm. I'm not a morning person. You know this. No way. I know this. Everyone knows this. And therefore, the extra half an hour is crucial to me being a happy person. Can you define when morning ends? 10 (laughs) o'clock. All right. We're going to leave that one alone. Right. But so you really, in our relationship, in our household, you bear the brunt of the childbearing activities. Yes. And those little monsters tonight could have gone to bed when we walked in the door at six o'clock. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you. I'm putting it this way. I had a meltdown about a marker. Do you want to know what the meltdown was? I, I, I do. I would he love to hear it. He asked for blue and I gave him blue and that's not the color he wanted. Okay. Meltdown. Screaming. Clawing. I want to point out something to you right now. You're not mad at me. You're mad at him. Right. So, in 
family finances, mm-hmm. there is time. So in when it comes to the kids, there are times where one spouse is taking over most of the role. Mm-hmm. It's the role in the household. That's yes. the role you have in our household. Correct. And you have the role of dad walks in when it's bedtime and says, hey, let's read a story instead of going to sleep like mom made you. Yeah. So how does this relate to finances? Because you have the crabby parent, that's me, and the fun parent, that's you. So the crabby parent of finances is responsible and never spends any money. And the fun parent goes, let's go out to dinner. Maybe we can't afford it, but let's go out to dinner. So what you're saying is we're talking about this in a parental role in our example. Right. Where Now, to be fair, I left when you guys left and I got back after they had gone to bed. Right. So I got to see him for 10 minutes. The struggle was real. I understand. <laughs> but what you're saying is in life, you know, there was an example where you're taking on the, the brunt, the bulk right. of the parenting role Temper during, the, over a mic- during the weekdays. Yes. But this also happens in finance Correct. too. There's the parent that makes sure all the bills are paid, the mortgage is paid, everything is paid, and then there's the parent, even if there's only $10 left, goes, let's go get a PlayStation. Right. Or a puppy. Right. Or a new TV. Or let's go to Chunky Cheese. We've had friends this way. Right. That they overdo it on, I'm going to say birthdays and Christmas, but Christmas tends to be the one that really throws it over the top. Correct. I believe we've got a set of friends that spent like $1,500 a child. Yeah. And that's fine if that's what you got. Right. But, but they, they didn't nope. have that. And Correct. then and then when you're asking three, four weeks later, six weeks later, friends to pitch in and give you a loan to make up for, you know, be able to make the mortgage payment. Right. I'm going to lose the house if I don't make this payment. You kind of look at them like, well, did your kid really need $1,500 worth of stuff? Did right. they need the brand new $500 PlayStation? No. And that, I mean, that's not really what our subject is today. We want to talk about the bull, longest bull market, or is it really? It may right. not be. There's some things we got to share with that. Mm-hmm. I actually have a Simpsons clip to share with everyone. I'm Brace excited. Brace yourselves, everyone. I'm very Brace excited that. yourselves. But we got on this kind of by accident. And I think right. it's good because in a relationship, so let's just talk about the uh, financial or not the financial part, but the parental part. That's mm-hmm. something you and I have talked about. It's not something that just happened. It doesn't make it easier necessarily, but we knew it was kind of lopsided. That's why I do breakfast with you. Tried to offset it. Right. So I try to do more with them in the mornings while I'm still here because I'm not here really in the evening. And I'm going to let you all know right now, Saturday mornings, anybody, <laughs> anybody wakes me up on Saturday morning, death. Yeah, I get in trouble just for like blowing my nose. Quiet. <laughs> it's not that bad. <laughs> if I shut the door too loud, it's like, quiet with the door. No, it's not that bad. But all week during the week, you get these bug-eyed blue things that pop over the edge of or our if, bed. Or if when, I go to grab my keys and they're up here, no. I'll get the, shut those keys up. I No, I <laughs> do not say that. I do not say that. Anyway, so the point here is, Sometimes that's just how it is. But what you need to do is try to find, um, not a compromise, but a alternative to make it up in some other area. Mm -hmm. So in finance, we've talked about this a lot. Don't let it be on the shoulders of one person. That's what ruins a marriage. Yeah. And that doesn't mean both of you need to make the same amount. That's not necessarily going to happen. No. But if one makes more than the other, or one's even a stay at home, 
or the politically correct doesn't work outside the home. I didn't mean any disrespect by saying stay at home. No, it's a stay at home. But the point there is you got to be together on this. The budgeting has to be together. I don't like budgets. Budgets would drive me up a wall. How have we developed? You and I stumbled upon something years ago, something that worked for us. We've now counseled, boy, probably hundreds of people to use this. How did we get around using a budget and still make everything work? You have a specific set of bills that you have to pay based Mm -hmm. on your income. Well, it's not even really based on income. It just kind of got divided. I mean, it kind of is, but you have a specific set of bills. I have a specific set of bills. We have a specific amount we have to put in savings every month. Because isn't that the budget? And by we, I mean you have a chunk out of your income. I have a chunk out of mine. I like how now our listeners couldn't see that. But as you were struggling for the words, the hand just like did this circular motion. All right, it's an attack. Okay, I'm done. Like you're I'm just putting a hold vex on, on me. It was like, I'm not going to talk. Stop it. But no, you're right. So what's the point of a budget to have money at the end? Right. Now, a lot of times what we do with the budget. Well, not even to have money at the end because there's people who have money at the end and then go, yay, we can go out to eat. It's to try and put something away. It's the end result. Right. A budget says, I want this much going to saving. So I'll spend this much, this much, this much, this much in these areas. And then I got money left over. And then if you're my husband, he sends you movies while he's on a boat trip with his extra money. We've already talked about this. And it was funny. And they're good movies. Or a card and flowers that he sent you for a birthday that says one year closer to death. Again, statistically true. (laughs) Anyway. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to use The Simpsons as an example on finance. We're going to go over some quotes from Warren Buffett. We're going to talk about, is this the longest bull market ever? There's a twist to that, isn't there? Yes. And we'll talk about it when we come back. The ups and downs of the stock market can be exciting, but not if you're near or in retirement. Predictable returns may not be exciting, but your needs tend to change later in life. When you are ready for a relatively more predictable financial plan, call Legacy Financial Network. We focus on crafting effective financial strategies. You can get your adrenaline rush elsewhere. Give our office a call at 855-LF-NETWORK or visit us at LegacyFinancialNetwork.com. Welcome back, everyone, to segment two of Fireproof Your Finances. You had to change the name on me, like, after I get it down pat, right? You did very well. Good. I almost said the other word. So, before the break, we talked about how one parent could be the fun parent. Mm -hmm. And that's why when we started talking about kids going back to school, it hit me because the clip that I have, I didn't intend to make this tie-in, but it's going to work. So let me set the scene up for you. Here we've got the Simpsons. Um, Earlier in the episode, their neighbor, Ned Flanders, came home with a big RV. It was really, really cool. Okay. Really cool. RVs are cool, and they are fit for the family. If none of you took that hint, Mike wants one. He's not getting one. No, I. You know, you can only have time for so many things. It, it sounds cool, but anyway. Um, so they're going through this just ginormous one, and... The family is getting excited. So the Simpsons have gone looking at RVs. The family starts getting excited here. And now they're going to find out about financing. Because, of course, they don't have the money set aside for such a... $35,000 RV. Oh, I'm sure this thing would cost more than that. <laughs> hey, your dad's going to just go in here, work it out, and then you'll drive home in this. 
I'm not going to quote you, Bryce, till I check your credit rating. And let me, I want to make myself clear on this. This is a formality. If you're saying to me, Bob, is this guy good for it? I say, yes. I don't check this machine. But I don't own the place, even though my name's up there. Long story, but that doesn't matter. I'm going to have to run it through the computer. Is, is that a good siren? Am I approved? You ever known a siren to be good? <laughs> no, Mr. Simpson, it's not. It's a bad siren. That's the computer in case I went blind telling me sell the vehicle to this fellow and you're out of business. That's what the siren says. Oh. Seems the ultimate behemoth is a wee bit out of your price range. Oops, I call it the ultimate ginormous. Right. So I'm not going to play the rest of this clip for you because I can see how mm, excited you were by it. Oh, you mean the, the sit back in the chair and listen to the episode for the 500,000th time because you're obsessed? No, we have not seen this episode that many times. Whatever. What I wanted to use it for. was So they get denied credit on, what was it called? The ultimate behemoth. Yes. And then they move on. Okay. He gives them this just clunker. Right. And of course, Homer's proud about it because it's what they could get. And Marge asks a simple question. Well, oh, homie, do you think we can afford it? That wasn't too bad. Right. And I'm, I'm proud about myself. Fairly impressed by that. And in this case, oddly enough, we make the fun parent, that's what Homer would be in that relationship, the fun Correct. parent, also be the responsible one. Here's what I get all the time. I get a couple where one wants to do something and the other says fine. Fine is not a good answer. Or they say, okay, they acquiesce. They say, I gave up. I could only... Here's where that goes wrong. If that financial decision works, you were against it to begin with. Mm -hmm. So you won't give credit. Correct. You got lucky. Right. Now, if it doesn't work, the spouse who just acquiesced, who said, fine, just do it. Do whatever. If you really want to. When it doesn't work, what do they do? I told you. Exactly. We spend a lot of this time or our time on the show trying to remove wedges. Mm -hmm. That becomes a financial wedge because even if that financial decision, in this case, it's an RV and an RV is not an investment, but I think the point still holds true. Correct. If it doesn't work, the spouse who wasn't on board, they discredit it anyway. Mm -hmm. They're not going to give them credit for it. Mm -mm. But if it doesn't work. They are going to rub their face in it forever. Right. So that's just our, we, we started this with about kids going to school and why maybe one parent wouldn't think it was that big a deal. Because to me, it would make things easier. But I didn't think about the extra half hour of sleep you lost. It's not necessarily I'm me. being facetious. It's well, it is me. Let's be, just be serious. It's me. I need more sleep. But it's a team thing. Unfortunately, I couldn't be home today for dinner, but it would have made it easier. Day two is always worse and you're home for dinner tomorrow <laughs> night. No, I was. I have an appointment now. <laughs> Not on your son's birthday, you don't. No, I don't. All right, so why don't you bring us into this article? It's from Money, CNN Money. It's about investing. What's it called? Um, let's find the title. Market Milestones. This is the longest bull run in history. Except for then they go in to contradict themselves. I also want to point out, I could probably be voiceover. Did you hear that? Watch this again. Market Milestone. This is the longest bull run in history. Maybe. All right, go ahead. But anyway... It says the bull market turns 3,453 days old on Wednesday. It's the longest period of uninterrupted gains in American history. We're putting people to sleep already. 
Right. All right. So what's a bull market? A bull market is just a period of time where we don't have a 20% downturn correction, Mm -hmm. or as maybe we could put it, the necessary correction to the upward movement of a financial index. In other words, we had steady gains without any sizable going backwards. Right. And what I didn't know about this, so it goes through in this very long article that I had to read before we got on here. It goes through in this article about the number of what we'd say headwinds. I love how we use things like that in our industry. Well, we've been facing all these headwinds um, that has put fear and could have been the catalyst to the collapse of this bull market. By the way, let's preface this with this bull market started in 2009. So it's been going on for almost 10 years. Right. March of 09. Mm-hmm. Now, the one that's second longest as of the airing of the show was October of 1990 to March of 2000. Correct. But what was interesting about this, and yes, there was an interesting part on this, was that in October of 1990, or between July of 1990 and October of 1990, the S&P 500, now the S&P 500 is a gauge, it's a barometer of the U.S. stock market. Right. It's 500 companies that represent about 80% of our U.S. economy, or I shouldn't have said it that way. They mirror about 80% of the U.S. economy. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the DAT or the S&P 500 went down. Here they use the word plunge, which is pretty aggressive from a CNN money article. Yeah, kind of. That's like dun, dun, dun. It plunged 19.92% over 87 days. So many, but not all, as the author says, many, but not all market analysts consider that to be a bear market because it rounded up to 20. It's interesting because... Which that's what they consider a bear market is if everything tanks 20% or more. A 20% decline or more. Correct. Is considered a bear market. So if you don't classify that, then the bull market actually started back in 1987. Really good year. Right. So then it's 1987 through 2000. That would exceed the length of this bull market. And then if we look at this bull market, it's also not the highest grossing or highest growth bull market. It's second right now. To but, one in like 1932, isn't it? Uh, no, the one from 1990 to 2000. Oh. So right now we're up 324% from the bottom mm-hmm. behind the 1990 to 2000 run, which was up 417%. Got it. Um, oh, I see what you're referring to, though. That, that's a bit below the average of 22% since 1932. Yeah. So 22% of what? So the average annual gains mm-hmm. in a bull market... And every bull market since 1932 have been 22%. Okay. But the S&P during this bull market has been 16%. So what is all this for you? I mean, we can get statistics to probably say just about anything we want. Right. This caught my attention for a couple of reasons. A, and maybe most important, is that we don't know. When's this thing going to end? I don't know. Could be tomorrow. It could be two years from now. Right. And you're going to use what psychologists call a confirmation bias, mm-hmm. especially in today's world. Confirmation bias means that you tend to surround yourselves with like thinking individuals. So if you're one of these people right now that think the market is just going to keep going up and up and up, that could be a little bit of overconfidence that you're displaying. Or it could be every person that you hang out with is telling you that. Right. And the news that you watch is saying that same thing. Right. Now, if you're somebody who's been saying since 2010 it was going to go down, I've got clients that way where they've you know, been saying, well, I can think of one in particular that always wanted to sit on the sidelines. Because like every year he's like, well, now is not the time to go in. Well, 
you know, I, I haven't been able to move everyone, that pendulum for everyone. Right. But a number of them, it's been like, well, when are we going to stop guessing? Well, if he thinks that it's been going down since 2010, that's eight years. Right. That it hasn't. But there's, but then every year going forward, it's even more confirmation that now is not the right. time. <laughs> Touche. But we have a way around this. There's a way to stop guessing what the market's going to do. You and I talk about it a lot. What is it? Short-term income. Uh-huh. Long-term income. Yep. Growth. Why is that important? Red money, green money. So don't risk your income dollars. Right. Here's how this breaks down. Short-term income, safe and liquid. Right. Long-term income, safe. Not less, liquid. Yeah, or less liquid. Growth, not safe or least safe. Monopoly dollars. No. <laughs> Least safe, but also liquid. Right. What I think needs to happen is no matter what's going on in the economy, no matter what's going on in the stock market, no matter what's going on in your employment, no matter what's going on in your health, you need a smart place to take money out. Correct. We make sure that our clients always know no matter what's going on, um, I call it the certainty of uncertainty, no matter what is going on, you always have a smart place to take money. And there are people out there that'll look at a portfolio that we build and they'll say, well, that's just a medium risk. That's no big deal. Well, no, no, it's different. Short-term income, long-term income, then growth. We separate the green and the red. Now together, if you looked at it together, it might still be a medium red or medium red. I'm sorry, medium risk. And maybe it's together when the market goes down, it's still down. If the market goes down 40, it's still down 20. And a media, a balanced mutual fund would be down 20. But there's a big difference. And by the way, it gives you a way to actually reinvest. There are some people that will take them right now, especially because we're oh, we're at the not we're at the door. We're knocking at the longest bull market we've ever had, depending on the way you define it. Longest period. Well, guess what? We might put them a little bit more green than what they should be because it's a good way to start a relationship. Mm -hmm. And you're at the longest bull market ever. And by having these green dollars when things do go bad, we can start to reinvest those in red. Right. Do you, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to challenge people right now. Do you have a smart place to take money? If things are down, do you have a smart place to take money out? I bet you for a lot listening, that answer is what? No. Give us a call at 616-589-4004. It's 616-589-4004 or visit us on the web, Legacy financialnetwork.com, legacyfinancialnetwork.com. We are way overdue for our break. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll finish up. Mike Markey is full of information, but as you probably already know, he gets so excited to give out that information that he speaks at about 900 words per minute with gusts up to 1,300. Now's your chance to get that information at your own pace. Mike has written a book called Fireproof Your Retirement, which can be found on Amazon. It covers many of the same topics we cover during the show, including income planning, asset allocation, gifting, taxes, and much more. As you know, Mike is all about paying it forward. That is why 100% of the proceeds go to local fire departments. Once again, that's Fireproof Your Retirement by Michael Markey, which can be found on Amazon.com. Welcome back to the final segment of Fireproof Your Finances. It's going to be a short one because Michael short. ranted and raved with good reason, but still ranted and raved. 
Let's end on a quote from Warren Buffett. I'm going to play a quick video. Let's bring it up on YouTube. This is 35 best quotes. Oh, it's just going to word the quotes, isn't it? Yes, you Who actually would have ever to watch read, this. Read oh, them. Pretty much no one. You've got Warren Buffett in your title, and you've only had 144 views. But they were playing good music in the background. You liked this music? So. That was actually a very good song called It Came Upon a Midnight Clear. Really? Mm -hmm. Where did this knowledge come from? Church. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We've already established earlier, I don't listen to the words, and I definitely don't know artists or song names. Warren Buffett has a quote. He says, when the tide rolls out, we'll see who's not wearing a bathing suit. Meaning, we'll see who's been caught off guard. Right. And, I mean, you can kind of imagine Warren Buffett saying that. At the same time, with how proper he seems, it's kind of hard to imagine him saying that, too. Because that's kind of creepy. Really? What's a little creepy? If Channing Tatum said that, would it be creepy? No. Wait, throw the flag on this play. Back the truck up and open the gate. What does Channing Tatum have to do with anything? Because it's not an old billionaire. I'm surprised you even knew his name. It took me a minute. Right. No, that wouldn't be creepy because you have some old man, old conservative man. It has nothing to do with any somebody who did a movie called Magic Mike and Magic Mike XXL. I now know why our number one demographic is 18 to 35 and 55 and older. I appeal to the older people. You're the millennial appealer. I'm just saying. All right. So what have we talked about today? Other than the last subject, we've talked about working as a team. Yes. And how we use the analogy of the fun parent, the has to do everything parent. That also happens in finance. Correct. And there are that doesn't mean in finance that you both have to make the same amount. No, it doesn't. It means you make equal sacrifices. Same thing that happens in our relationship with the kids. I'm not here for dinner. I would like to be, but we're booked. We've got people waiting for weeks to get in. Right. So, I mean, our 10-year-old our had a problem with that last summer, and we had to talk to him, you and I did. Yes, we and did. It was, Dude, you see all these people that are waiting. You see how your dad's always busy. We can bring dad home earlier, but right now there's people waiting four or five weeks to get in. Mm-hmm. Then they'd wait eight weeks. Mm-hmm. And I was proud of him because he made the decision. He goes, no, I think, you know, keep it how it is. But then we started doing mornings. That was the offset. That was the other sacrifice. I did mornings and breakfast with them early. You know, we got them all up earlier. Right. And then you reminded us of red money and green money. Why is green money important? Because you need stability. Uh Uh-huh. You need something that's always going to be there, regardless of if the bull market lasts two weeks, Mm -hmm. two months, or two years. Right. Otherwise, if you don't have that, you're just going to be trying to guess. Right. And Mm -hmm. if you don't have that and things go south at a rapid pace like they did in 2008 you're in trouble you lose your job health goes bad it's the certainty of uncertainty right why wouldn't you have a backup plan i want to make sure that everybody with our clients i make sure we make sure that there's all they know there's always a good place there's always a smart place to take money from right that's why you have things these different areas that's why we have different strategies 
And quite frankly, there's risks that I think should be transferred. We transfer those off to insurance companies. You do that with your homeowners and your cars. There's mm-hmm. longevity. There's things you should transfer because it's too expensive for you to absorb yourself. Correct. But you should know that if you're listening right now, and I mean, I'm not being funny here. You think there's people, there's a good portion of people listening right now, don't you think, who don't have that if I said, if you lost your job tomorrow or if the market's down or if this, if that, if that, do you have a smart place to pull money from that they have no idea? Correct. You should have a smart place to take money from. If you don't go to one of our workshops, you'll start learning about this. It's a learning process. We teach. That's why our system from somebody going to a workshop to going completely through, it takes months and that might be daunting, but it takes months to do it the right way. You spent 40 years to retire. It's 40 years. It's 80,000 labor hours. Do it the right way. Find out how to have a smart money or a smart place to pull money no matter what's going on in the economy. Because I don't know how long this bull market will last. It could be two weeks or two years, like you said. Right. But if you want to sign up for one of those workshops, go online. They're local. We have them each month. 616-589-4004. It's 616-589-4004. Or you can go online at LegacyFinancialNetwork.com. It's LegacyFinancialNetwork.com. Until next week, we are your hosts. And this has been another episode of Fireproof Your Retirement. God bless. This has been Fireproof Your Finance. For more information, contact Michael J. Markey Jr. of Legacy Financial Network. Call toll-free at 855-LF-NETWORK or online at LegacyFinancialNetwork.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Mike Markey and Legacy Financial Network are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.